One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome, I'm John Norman and this is a very special bonus episode of Following On. The TalkSport team have arrived in Colombo and after England wrapped up victory in Candy on Sunday, everyone made very different journeys to the capital yesterday and so today, Tuesday, has been a time for a bit of R&R ahead of the third test. So, instead of our usual daily offering, an opportunity to listen back to one of our lunchtime shows. Darren Goff, Michael Atherton, Mark Nicholas and Andrew McKenna looking back at the last time England won a series here in Sri Lanka. Don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of Sri Lanka. You're listening to Following On. We're going to wind the clock back 17 years, a remarkable tour here by England in 2001. It came on the back of a very fine win in difficult uh, conditions in Pakistan, a famous victory in the dark in Karachi. Uh, And it was brilliant, the cricket played, particularly here. To win the series 2-1, a remarkable achievement. Let's wind that clock back. After England's historic Test Series victory in Pakistan in the dark in Karachi, before Christmas... And Thorpe has under-edged it. That should go for two. Hussein's going to come back for the second. England have won the Test match. They've won the Test match and they've won the series. They look to complete a rare double away from home in Asia by beating Sri Lanka in the early part of the winter of 2001. It's going to land in the crowd and it's six runs to Nasser Hussein. Marcus Truscothic played an important role for the visitors and scored his maiden test ton in the Gaul test match. It was really, really warm and it was my first experience really. Uh, I, I was quite lucky that I spent my first sort of couple of winters away um, in the subcontinent but Sri Lanka was the biggest challenge of all I think more than anything. Just because again as I say that the, the heat is such a major factor of what goes on. Um, but also you're playing against some of the you know some of the best spin bowlers. I know back in my time they had uh, Murrilithran was obviously the biggest challenge of what we faced. Bowled him. The test match is over. Darren Goff 
looking to launch Mutaya Muraletheran down the ground, misses and is castled all over the place. England are bowled out for 189. They lose the test match by an innings and 28 runs. Former England skipper Michael Atherton perhaps didn't realise it at the time, but this was to be his final tour away from home in a test match series. Here comes fast to Atherton, big appeal for OBW's miles forward. He's given him out! The man who'd prove crucial if England were to win the series would be fast bowler Darren Goff. And Athers was full of praise for his teammates and the role he played with the ball in hand. Absolutely fantastic here as England's spearhead in 2001, when my last tour actually, when we beat Sri Lanka. Fantastic throughout. Even in the burning heat of Gaul, we had two days watching Marvin Atapetu compile a double hundred, which is kind of tortuous at the best of times. 99 for Marvin Atapetu. He comes down the pitch and finds the gap at extra cover for a single. Goffey kept running in and then wickets in Candy, victory in Colombo. And all the accent on spin, but don't forget seamers here, they can be successful. Bowled in! Marvin Adipatu, who's looked loose to me all morning, has played an indifferent stroke and dragged on a ball from Darren Goff from just outside off stump. Yeah, I think when it's uh, when it's seaming around and swinging around, it's quite easy for a bowler. You've just got to do the basics right, get the action right, get the wrist um, pretty stiff, get the seam upright, and you can just let the ball do the work. But when it's flat and you know it's going to be hard work, you're going to have short spells and you need to have the variety. I was never going to be a guy who was just going to run up and say, listen, ball channels, ball outside off stump, having a, an offside field and just try and make the dot balls. As soon as someone said that to me, it was just like, do you know what I mean? It was in one ear and out the other, because I want the action, mate. I want action. Lights, camera, action. Give me the wickets. They're saying, That's opening it. the face, pushing it away, that'll be it. Now then, there should be some celebrations. More around the ground, and from Hussain, pointing at the dressing room, not with the bat, with a hand. Now the bat, straight to the dressing room, to his colleagues, then to the crowd. First thing Duncan would say is, what pace is he? What speed is he? If he's 80 mile an hour, I'm not interested. Pushing 85, 89, whatever, does he do something with the ball? So it leads to that side, as I say, with Flintoff and Harmison and Jones and Hoggard, etc. Um, it would have been nice to see Darren Goff still around in that side, I have to say. I think you earned your stripes to be in that side and get that Ashes win. You were the gun player of our era against Australia. I think you, you earned that right to be there. You weren't, but you were the type of player that Fletcher absolutely had a vision about that he wanted in his setup. Goff is flying in now from the far end into bowl to Sanger Kerry. Hits it up in the air, he's out. He's caught a cover, well bowled. Darren Goff. I remember in my first series, uh, Athers and I had a massive run in in, uh, <laughs> in, 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 in Candy, which is, which is, you know, ugly and it added to the, the competition. But over the years, you suddenly realise, you know, OK, that's, you kind of mellow down, you kind of get more mature. Uh, you understand you've got to compete as, as, as hard as you possibly can uh, and you've got to stand your ground um, and look your competition in the eye and never back down. But at the same time, you can actually do it in a manner that is not offensive, that is not um, arrogant. It's tough to, to actually know where that line is, but over the years I've, I've hopefully learned from the first series that I've played uh, with, with, with you, Goffey, and from you know times after that we had a very tough series against South Africa in 2002 where the verbals were, were I think well beyond what, sh what, what should be allowed on a field but 
people have got together, played together, understood each other a lot more. And you see less and less of that kind of aggression, especially from me <laughs> out on the field. Jaya comes in. All the field is up for White. That short White goes back and hits it through extra cover for Thor. Off the back foot, a wonderful back drive from Craig White means that England have won the second test match in Candy by the margin of three wickets. Despite a bizarre dismissal for Marcus Truscothic in the deciding test in Colombo... Here comes Heterarch, he comes into bowl to Truscothic, who's swept it right off the meat of the bat, and he's been caught at short leg. Right off well, the meat of the bat, the short leg fielder turned the other way, and it's got caught probably under his arm, he's out. Oh. Unbelievable dismissal, he's gone for 23, caught a short leg. And the first test wicket for Heterarch what a strange one he's got here. An unbeaten Graham Thorpe 100 meant England had a narrow lead. So the series would come down to a one-innings match. But thanks to England's bowlers, they blew the Sri Lankans away in a little over two hours. And he comes again, he bowls out a bit. Oh, out! Wonderful bowling from Croft. All credit to the man from Wales. One to win for England. Giles Sirius comes in, bowls to Giles. Full toss, and he hits it to covers. They're going to go for it, Thorpe. Can he get in? He can! England have won the test match. They've won the series. Ah, in the mists of time, England's fine series win here in 2001. The margin 2-1, having been 1-0 down, that was, I think, the point to fight back against a side that, in, that included Mutaya Merlithran. was a remarkable performance. Um, Athers and, and Goffey are both with me here now, actually. I, I remember it too, actually, as being so fractious. A lot of uh, some poor umpiring and, and a lot of pretty unpleasant stuff on the field. Absolutely. It was the most ill-tempered series I think I ever played in. It was my last tour abroad, so I was coming to the end of a fairly lengthy England career, but I can't remember a series that was as ill-tempered as that one. And the reason was not that the players didn't get on, it was some shocking umpiring. This was pre-neutral umpires, there was one neutral umpire, I think, and also pre-DRS. So the number of bad calls that were made in the series in the end meant that the players started to have a go at each other. And it, as I say, it wasn't that we didn't get on. It was just the frustration of poor dismissals. And I can think of any number of them. Alec in goal was given out to Jaya Saria. It must have pitched two feet outside leg stump. Sanath Jaya Saria was given out in Candy. So different ground, actually, the school ground called the Askiria ground down in town he hit it into the ground Graham Thorpe caught it at slip we appealed because we were in that stage where you just appeal for everything with the standard of umpiring and Jayasuri was given out I remember him walking off throwing his helmet throwing God. his gloves and Thor Thorpe, Thorpe always said I was only ever asked if I caught it clean <laughs> yeah. I wasn't and, asked whether he hit it into the NASA ground and got 100 in that game he must have been out <laughs> caught at silly point a dozen times off morally I mean, the standard of umpiring was shocking. Well, Nasser would have never have walked, would he? 100%, he would never have walked. But I think it comes back, though, from the game. I still go back to it. When we played Sri Lanka in Australia, was it Adelaide when they took him off the pitch because Matai Malutin got called, didn't he? And the bad blood goes from there. Me and Mahanama had that where I was went to headbutt him um, after he barged me out of the way going for a run out. Adam Oliot were in on the action. Alex Stewart were in on the action. Yeah, so mean, it kind of went from there because even the warm-up games, I remember that. Me and Dilshan had a big go to each other in the warm-up games. And They've always been feisty cricketers, haven't they, Sri Lankan cricketers? But I don't think it would have got to the stage where it got to had the umpiring been halfway decent. And, in fact, it's been one of the consequences of DRS, one of the kind of unforeseen consequences of DRS, I think. Players now 
you know, the standard umpiring, the fact that uh, you've got recourse to technology means that a lot of those those things are nipped in the bud. Um, let's go back through the series. You lost in that, that first test, even though Marcus Rascothic played so well, by an innings and uh, 28 runs. And, and I know that a lot of research had been done on Murley, and in fact, it, it, interestingly, it showed that left-handers had had a better time against some guys like Brian Lara, Andrew Flower, and then Marcus Triscothic was to prove that, and Graham Thorpe, as the series went on. Um, um, you mentioned Marvin Atapadu, the man who made 200 or naught a lot for a lot of his career, but you can't have come away from that game realistically. You, you try to tell yourselves we can win this series, but realistically, deep down, did you think that? One thing I'd say is that it was quite an experienced team, a, a pretty decent, solid England team with a, a good attack, two good spinners, a balanced attack, well-led, well-coached, and we'd won in Pakistan and played decent cricket in the year or two up to that point. So it wasn't a case, I don't remember at least, of us losing there and everybody losing hope. I think everybody knew that it was going to be hard work to win in Sri Lanka, but I don't think it was a case of us going to the next test and goal without hope. And in fact, what Sri Lanka did actually was play into our hands. They produced two turning pitches in Kandy and Colombo, more so probably than goal, to result pitches. And actually that brought our spinners well, very Croft, much into the yeah, game. Crofton, for those who've forgotten, Robert Crofton, Ashley Giles. Giles was to go on and play a huge hand in winning the final test, having not bowled so well on the tour overall. He had an Achilles problem. But the seamers, you and Andrew Caddick did a great job. You ended up as man of the series. Did 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 the ball do more for you there? Did you discover, you know, were you using reverse swing? What were the things that helped you? Um, I think the exciting thing is, like I spoke to others about this the other day, I actually left goal, and let's say everybody calls me this confident guy, but I can remember going back to my room, I could have cried. I got me, but my heart was broken. I just bowled for two days in scorching heat. I ended up resorting to Ospin, to Atapatu. I just thought, hey, this is a waste of time. But we got to Candy, and anyway, I bowled a delivery. Remember that delivery I bowled to Aravinda de Silva, a bouncer? And he fended it off as though he bowled it at 110 miles an hour. Well, I thought I bowled it at 110 miles an hour, and he just got me, oh, hang on a minute, there's a bit in this. And soon as I got a sniff, that was it. And me and Caddick in that first innings, um, he, he bowled probably slightly better than me in the first innings. Um, but when it Say got, that again. Say it, that again. I, I, how it, long have I known you? He probably bowled and you're saying better. somebody else bowled better than no, you. I, I've never listen, heard that in 15 no, years. No, no, I disagree with that. I will always <laughs> say about Andy Caddick, he had it easy, mate. Six foot seven, run up, bowl, got bouncing at a decent pace. I had to work for my wickets. Five foot ten and a bit. Um, and in I heels. To, yeah, in heels. And I had to work hard. And I think what I always enjoyed, and I was used to bowling on these sort of pitches, the second innings where I used to come to life, if there, if there was a little bit in the pitch, as in it got a little bit up and down, it got a bit lower, it just came into my hands. And I love bowling on those pitches. And England then win that second test. Fantastic performance. Goff and Caddick taking wickets. Goffy got eight in the match, actually. It was when we first saw Kumasangakari, made 95, played very well. Hussein got 100. Thorpe got 40-odd in the second innings as England got over the line, 161 for seven. One all then when they get to Colombo at the SSC. Big spinning pitch. Um, pretty even on first innings. Nothing in it. Eight runs, I think, England in front. And then Sri Lanka bowled out for 81. 
um, by Ashley Giles, who led it with four for 11. What happened there? He just ripped it into the surface, did he? Found his mojo. I can't remember much about Giles. I remember Thorpe's innings. I think it was one of the best hundreds, actually, that I saw from an England player in, in all the time uh, that I played. A, because it was a, a, a huge spinning pitch. Uh, Morally, of course, one of the great spinners. And Thorpe played this innings that I don't think he hit a boundary, actually, in that hundred. I think it was... Um, a hundred that was made only in ones, twos and threes. He knocked it around, his, his kind of wrist work in finding the gaps was absolutely fantastic. It was a, a perfect illustration of how to play spin if you weren't able to hit boundaries. Oh, it was a magnificent. Did, did Vaughan come in that game for Hick? I seem to remember yeah, Vaughan, Vaughan coming Vaughan in. Yeah. Played, yeah. Vaughan played as well, and I thought um, it, that was a brave decision, by the way. He was one all going into uh, to Colombo and Vaughan to come in. Uh, it was fantastic. And then Gilo, bless him, because like I said, he found it hard that tour, didn't he? And um, he came to life in that second innings and Crofty bowled well uh, as well. And, and as a fast bowler, when you come to places like this, sometimes it's hard work. And you, whatever you can get, you get, you grab them. And if it's a tail end, it doesn't matter. If you get them with an off spin, I was speaking to Sakhalin Mustak this morning, and he said he remembers in Pakistan and I bowled those cutters and then the slower ball off spinners and then the reverse swing, went for the Yorkers. Take whatever you can get, no matter where the bat. Thorpe called it his one of his two best innings for England, certainly in a test match. However, 74 were needed to win the game. And we got into a bit of a sort of a sticky issue, and Thorpe wasn't feeling great. And, and he had to get us over the line in the second innings, didn't he? Well, there was an, another issue as well, actually. I think NASA had injured himself. I had a stand-up row with him because he, he wanted to go in but without a runner and I said, you're going to get Thorpe out because his game was all about ones and twos. So we had a blazing stand-up row, but we won in the end and celebrated with a tuk-tuk uh, a tuk-tuk ride, the whole team, a tuk-tuk championship race around the square. You're going to tell the truth about that because it's one of the funniest things ever. Dincom, we organised it. It was down, yeah, you were in pairs, right? It was down the pint, one of them, get to the tuk-tuk, drive round the roundabout, come back, down the pint, when he got back in, the winners were the last one standing. Others, bless him, his tuk-tuk broke down and he never made it back. Brilliant. Oh, we could talk about that series forever and we'd... Definitely can talk about the tuk-tuk ride again. That's worth bringing up. England victorious then in 2001 against the odds. Every day from England's Sri Lanka tour, it's following on from Talk Sport. Hope you enjoyed that. Big thanks to Sky Sports and Michael Atherton. And don't forget, you can hear the entire third test between Sri Lanka and England live and exclusive from the SSC from Friday and all the build-up across both Talk Sport and Talk Sport 2 from tomorrow. This has been following on. To never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you tomorrow. TalkSport at the test. England's winter tour of Sri Lanka. Exclusively live on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, 
the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 